Welcome to Hallmarked Up with Mary and Sarah. So, uh, to start out, uh, let's say something about how this idea came about and why we believe that we are the people to who can bring you effectively marked up Hallmark movies. This was Sarah's idea, so I think she should get started. Yeah, I think we, both of our families have been watching these ridiculous movies for probably too long, and whether we like them or not, it seems to be a relatively interesting tradition. Um, I, my family personally has developed a concept that we'll refer to later in the episode where we play like a bingo drinking game in relation to all the topics that happen in Hallmark movies, and we'll get to that too. But most importantly, Mary and myself both have careers of women that have been featured in Hallmark movies. So we think we can associate real life a bit better than them. I personally work in the event industry. Um, yeah, I'm Mary. Hi. Um, I, I teach college, which, you know, last year there was a great movie about a very realistic young woman with an extremely realistic college teaching job. Absolutely not fake at all. Um, (laughs) of course. And, um, like Sarah, I've been watching these for years. Um, not really voluntarily. And, um, Whereas Sarah's family enjoys um, watching these Hallmark Christmas movies with a healthy dose of irony and they play the bingo game together and there's maybe alcohol involved. My family's in complete earnest, to be honest. Um, My mother and sister like love, love, love these movies to the point where they'll like get mad at me for making fun of them. And my mother was extremely disappointed in me when she heard about this podcast. (laughs) Where where my family will like contribute to the topics that will be this year's horrible themes. We should probably make it a goal to get my mother on here before this is all over. (laughs) And and my family's already hanging out to hear the first episode, so. Right, Um, Um, so yeah. yeah. So that's kind of and what, what we think we'll do every week. So there's a lot of people out there that obviously know about the movies. They watch them. They love them or hate them or love to hate them or a combination of all three. Um, we think that they're very t- typical and we want to modernize them a bit, which is kind of the reality, you know, like make them a bit more practical. You know, they don't always have to go the same way. So each week we have a bit of a concept that we're going to do and try and stick to this format best as we can. But um, obviously we're going to pick a movie each week. We're not going to commit to every single movie because it's crazy. Because there are 60 of them and that is insane. <laughs> exactly. Like, 60 why? new ones. This is why? not counting the reruns. And, and and those will be on like 10, 24 hours a day on five different channels or whatever the hell we're up to now. So, you know, um, so we're going to pick a movie each week. We're going to recap the major plot lines. Then... We'll do a couple different segments, and um, I'm going to talk about the one that obviously my family has sort of created, uh, called the Hallmark Bingo Moment. So each each year we come, I have a ridiculous database of potential topics that Hallmark might follow. I have a bingo card generator that it creates from, and each year we watch the movie, and if someone sees someone ice skating, and you have that on your bingo card, you get a, a point, or you get to cross off your bingo card. 
Or maybe there's a man that may or may not be Santa, which is one of our favorite ones. Who has a twinkle in his eye. The twinkle is key. Of course, that's very important and that's always subjective. So we have to decide if it counts. You know, so there's things like that. Maybe there's a royalty theme or there's an army theme. Or Or there's a Folgers product placement, which was a big thing. I think they must have lost their Folgers contract because I've seen fewer of them in recent years. I'd love to see it like be like something horrible, like Taco Bell. Right. Maybe maybe Taco Bell. Maybe Hallmark is just going to like take over contract now that they lost Folgers. I don't know. But yeah, so there's always like some very basic moments that, you know, oh, often like a child star actor grown up as an adult, like becoming into the TV show, the movie. So, you know, it's that kind of concept. Um, I will be posting some of the bingo card templates on our website, which is hallmarkedup.com. Uh, for you to check them out if you want to play along with us. Uh, but we'll, we'll feature a couple of those moments in each episode. Then we have another moment that Mary's going to talk about, that we're going to talk about. Yes, the hashtag relatable moment. Um, so the concept behind this moment is what is the most relatable thing that we see? I think in particular a Hallmark woman doing. I, I wouldn't exclude that it could be the Hallmark man doing the thing. But um, in the concept behind this moment is... Um, I'm not sure there will be many of these. (laughs) We're actually kind of worried about this segment, but we wanted to give them a tiny bit of credit. We want to give them a tiny bit of credit because otherwise I'm just going to like make my mom really mad by just, um, you know, being super cynical. And so I want to at least be like, you know what? This woman puts her socks on first and then her shoes. And I relate to that. That's right. And every now and then we need to recognize that, you know, because. Or, or maybe she reads a book. I read books. <laughs> yeah, we both read books. Like to be fair, they don't read many books at Hallmark. I, I know this is this is gonna be a long shot. Like is, I don't know, this will be hard. It's, it is gonna be hard, but we we also wanted to be able to point out that maybe occasionally they get it right. And and then I think what we'll do after we've sort of relived the moment of the amazing weekend we spent watching this movie and pointing out some things they did get right and they didn't get right, then we're gonna literally rewind. <laughs> and go back to a pivotal moment in the movie where we think we should stop and begin again. And then we will take over from there and rewrite the new plotline. And then friends, we will have adventures. Oh yeah, it will be fantastic. So, and, and it'll be more of like what a woman of today's world should do. Now we're not saying that she's gonna end up heartbroken and of the old maid by any stretch of the imagination. And watching Hallmark night. movies while she cries into her Exactly. That's not exactly Starting how we think they will end because, you know, you still can live happily ever after, maybe, and maybe not. We don't really know. It will all depend on where this adventure takes us, I think. I, I think so. I think so. Um, so. We just actually completed watching Candace Cameron Bray talk us through the preview of the 10, actually it was way more than that movies, I think, but this is the 10th anniversary, I guess. Maybe that's where I was thinking. Uh, We watched so many movies previews already and we've noticed some themes this year, which is very typical, but we'll go through some of those. Now, before we talk about any of the themes, I just want to point out that we got the words Christmas miracle at the three minute mark in this, what was it, hour and a half long <laughs> um, preview. And I, I think that tells us a lot of what we need to know. That's right. So, Definitely. Um, so yeah, Christmas miracles. So um, themes. So something that struck me as I was watching these previews um, is... Guys, the men in Hallmark movies are overwhelmingly boring looking. That is like, they all look the same. <laughs> they, they do. Mary's they're all, right. 
So like the most obvious, okay. So first of all, they're overwhelmingly white men, which, okay. But that's like, that's just the beginning. So first of all, they're overwhelmingly white men. Secondly, they're overwhelmingly like really Anglo looking, um, usually blonde, sometimes not, you know, but like, um, white men with the same sort of angular faces and strong jawlines. Um, sometimes there's facial hair, sometimes there's not. It's always extremely manicured if there is, obviously. When they try and go for a rugged look, it's kind of funny. But the hairstyles, the hairstyles, man, I should have kept track of how many men in this preview had a side part and then their hair slicked back. And I don't even know the last guy that I went out with that had that hairdo. I, I know... I know very, you know, attractive and well-put-together men that wear their hair that way. However, that's one of many ways an attractive and well-put-together man could wear his hair. And we haven't even touched on the fact that nearly every single one of them is either, like, a high-flying suit-wearing guy or the only other option is they're rugged and they wear Henleys and flannels. Oh, yeah. They're either... There's either, like, super rich CEO type or there's hometown ex-boyfriend or high school sweetheart overwhelmingly wearing Henleys and flannels. Yeah. Actually, um, I, I was really, um, I, I don't know if like surprised is the word, but I, <laughs> I, I noticed we were watching a scene in the preview in which a man wearing a Henley was introduced to a woman named Mrs. Henley. And that it was, was just crazy. That, it, was, it, it was, that was actually really, really insane. Truly so, a Hallmark moment. Um, yeah. Wearing a Henley, talking to Mrs. Henley. Uh, but one thing we did notice, which I forgot to bring up, is that this year they see they're introducing Adrian Grenier. I don't know if that I'm assuming that's how you say his last name. He was in the Devil Wars Prada and he was also in Entourage. Like he's classy, but they gave him that same hairdo. And he had cool hair in some of those other things. No, you're right, you're right. Like they couldn't just like let him have long hair or something. I don't know. Though still, even with a Hallmark hairdo easily the most interesting looking man oh, yeah. in the entire life. By far. By like, far. And I'm not even saying the most attractive man. So, some of these other men are attractive as well. They just all look the same. So, yeah. Um, so another big topic, which is often the case, appeared over and over and over this year, was single parent. Now, I, I'm interested to see, Mary, when we watch these ones with the single parents, will any of them be divorced? Because it tends to not be the They're case. They're always like widows and, or widowers. And, and I, being a single woman dating in a world right now, like the guys that are single that have kids, the widows are like very few and far between the widowers. Right, no, it's just, I, <laughs> it's I, I don't know. Is the Hallmark enemies. viewership so conservative that like they're going to be offended by the occasional divorce? They might be. Clearly, well, like, they're never like out of wedlock, baby, of no, course. No, never, you know. yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, it's it's an interesting phenomenon. So yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of children used as props to move somebody's um, love story forward. And like, I always you know. like to think about the quality of the acting of the kids too. Like, because obviously, I don't know, like the actors are not that great themselves, <laughs> themselves in most of these. Oh yeah, the child actors, so I think, the child deserve actors like a little bit a more totally of a totally yeah. different level. And and the and when we're watching these previews, I was saying to Mary, like, how do we think these? So they went behind the scenes with like some of these actors, and they had to talk about how excited they were to like be in this Christmas movie 
for Hallmark, and I really was wondering, is that for real, or are like how ashamed are they that they have to talk about that this is like their most exciting thing they did like this past I don't know April. So Sarah, I have an important question for you, and like let's get real for a second. Um, in like some sort of parallel universe where Hallmarked up with Mary and Sarah becomes like this trending podcast that everyone's listening to, and Hallmark listens to it, and they're like, oh my gosh. Sarah, we need you to star in a Hallmark movie. Like, be honest, you'd do it. Oh, we totally would do it. I, I would be in it. I, you know, I I think I could probably write. We, one year we even talked about how we would write my Hallmark movie. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's why we're marking up Hallmark movies now. But that's yeah, right. Sarah as star of a Hallmark movie. This is the thing. This this could happen. It, 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 and, and I actually think it would be even better if I, like, met the man of my dreams when I starred in my own Hallmark movie. Okay, and then, that would but then be we have like... to redo the Hallmark <laughs> exactly. movie. It would it be about... a terrible cycle. To make like, it about a woman making a Hallmark movie. And, but it would set itself up for many sequels. It which would. It, no, it'd be so good. a bit of a trend this year, too. We still get sequels, yeah. Big on sequels. Yeah. A, f- a favorite theme of mine was real jobs that are definitely real jobs and that nobody made up because they're definitely real things that many normal people do, such as being CEO of a candy cane company. Um, yes, uh, Jody yeah. Sweeten in one that I'm. Let's see, what was it called? Hang on, it was oh, Marion Bright. Which when ironically, when I heard this name, I thought that the movie would be called Marion, like the woman's name, and her last name would be Bright. But no, the, they unfortunately did not think of that title like I did. That's and just like a step too punny for Hallmark. A little bit like too just a step punny. too far. And I, I think it's a potential miss that she could be Marion Bright, the CEO of a candy cane company. It's true. But whatever. It's Mary and Bright as in the two separate words, unfortunately. We also see, you know... Um, a profession that is definitely real that Sarah is in, kind of overrepresented, which is events and also design. We see a lot yes. of... Yes! And, and what, apparently the only thing there is to do at Christmas is, like, design or create parties and decorations or, like, the town freaking advent calendar. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird one. Something about an advent calendar time capsule. No, it's a time capsule that turns out to be an advent calendar, which... Begs the question of, like, are we all clear on, like, what a time capsule is? It's Christmas in Evergreen, Tidings of Joy. And this is actually uh, a Hallmark Christmas movie sequel. Because Christmas in Evergreen has been featured in the past. I, I haven't seen that one. Oh, man, am I going to have to do homework and go watch the old one now? I might. Well, I don't know if we're going to have enough time, Mary. There's, like, so many new ones. It's, it's true. ridiculous. So many movies, so little time. I know. Speaking of all the new ones, um... We do Sarah have a couple I, we're excited about in particular that we just saw in this preview. Yeah, so we each picked one that is definitely going on our list. So for me, um, so I mentioned before I teach college, um, more specifically, I am an Italian professor. So I'm pretty stoked for um, Christmas in Rome, which it looks like <laughs> is premiering on Thanksgiving Day. She was so excited about this one, like immediately. And it totally has Mary written all over it. I hope that they attempt to speak Italian. Like, I think that would be... I hope they do. And like, <laughs> it, it'll be so bad and it'll like, but it'll give me joy that they tried. But anyways, no, my and favorite... Amazingly, the two Americans happened to bump into each other in Rome. Like, right. that was pretty impressive. Right. So first thing about this is like, you might be thinking like, oh, Christmas in Rome. So like, we're going to have a man who's not like Anglo, right? Like somebody who's like, you know, at least Italian, like, okay. Um, no, 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 Hallmark, no. Um, so she's a tour guide 
and he is, I don't really know, I'm very unclear on what he is or what he's doing in Rome, but um, they meet in front of Castel Sant'Angelo, um, and I, I don't remember the first line of dialogue that's said, but she says something, and then he says, are you an American? Like, he's just really shocked to find a fellow countrywoman around these parts, which kind of begs the question, like, literally, did the people who write these ever go to Rome? Well, and why did she, if she is a tour guide, now granted, she's probably giving tours to Americans, I'm guessing, but why would you instinctively speak English to a man you just ran into in front of a fountain in Rome? That tr That's true, but also, like, his shock shocks me even more. Like, Oh Americans are hard to find in Rome, especially not in front of like Castel Sant'Angelo. We're not right. talking about like out in the Pitifidia or something. Ride. No, we're talking Sign. about like, yeah, like this is steps from the Vatican. And he's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I met a fellow American. It's like, oh man, that's she shocking. probably was talking too loud it. and like, like that puts it's it, you right. know, everyone knows this is American when it's she's wearing loud. socks and sandals. That must be up exactly. There's too um, many too many signs there. So but, yeah, and that, that stars the of course Hallmark regular, almost like Hallmark Sweetheart, Lacey Schubert. So, um, I think that one will be, like, do you think they're gonna eat pizza? Like, are they gonna make pasta and get, like, flour on each other? Like, what do we think is gonna happen? I mean, I feel like we're going to see some iconic Roman sites. I think that, like, we're gonna have a trip. Will they be real scene. or just a set? Do you think they really filmed this in Rome? I don't know. I wonder, like, how Rome hard be able is to that? Know. How hard is that to shoot on location in Rome? I want to say, like, if you green screened it, it probably you. Might it's probably not be like able really easy to green screen yeah. it, and so like you wouldn't. It wouldn't be important enough to get the permission for like a Hallmark movie. I don't know. That's my instinct. But um, and also I think that based on the fact that the people who made this movie think it's weird to run into an American in front of Castel Sant'Angelo, I think we could safely conclude they've never actually been to Rome. Well, um, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that one. But yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, some romantic moments in front of some fountains. I think we're going to see um, some jovial Italians probably, like, serenading them with, um, you know, well, be, There'll be someone called Giuseppe or some really, There'll be like, someone called Giuseppe, and it'll definitely be pronounced Giuseppe instead of Giuseppe. Like, you and know, like, it needs to be, I don't know, something extremely American. Nized up, I would say. Oh yeah, it'll be something. I, I I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm gonna enjoy this one. That'll be good. The one that I thought I would talk about that I thought sounded interesting. One because it was kind of I don't know. I I haven't seen every single Hallmark movie, and if we have like addictive fans that are gonna correct us at every turn that we take, you probably should stop listening because we don't know every detail of every movie. Wait, we have fans. Well, like let alone addictive ones. I don't know. Exactly. But anyone who's listening. If you think you're going to correct us every week and when we get them wrong, don't bother. Like, we don't know what we're talking about. But um, I don't believe they have had a movie that featured Hanukkah as a thing. Maybe once or twice they have, but in recent years. But, like, to, they called this movie Double Holiday. And they talked about in the trailer that they were going to... The girl, I believe, is Jewish. And she's planning a party with a guy that is not Jewish. Well, I don't know. That's unclear. I know. It was really... The actual trailer, trailer part, and I have to say, I think I missed what, what Candace Cameron Bure's, like, full description. But they were just decorating a tree. So she is pl planning a party, which the party planning ones are always my favorite because of what I do for a living. But, like, if she was Jewish, and Mary picked this up from, I think, Candace Cameron telling us, I didn't know because she was, like, totally decorating the tree 
Like, I don't, I mean, this was, this, this is, I think, is a really key scene for this movie. She's, you know, in events, as Sarah mentions, this will be a special movie for Sarah, as all the events ones will be. And she says, I think this should be a true white Christmas party. Everyone will wear white. And then she says that she found the most amazing string trio in her evidence that she presents for having found the most amazing string trio is um, that they will play every Christmas song and that they'll wear white. Cool. Cool. Hired. I think I could be in the most amazing string trio. Yeah. I don't actually play a string instrument. I I mean, I kind of do. Not well. But but at the, at, with those qualifications, as long as you knew how to like press the button to play right. good King Wenceslas, you probably and but of course you'd have to wear white. You could have been in this trio. Yeah, topic for another day though. Good King Wenceslas, definitely one of the top five most underrated Christmas songs of all time. Okay. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I, th- I think double holiday should be interesting. Um, the the especially because from the trailer I had I had no idea where the double holiday came in because they were obviously playing a Christmas party. She lights a menorah in that first shot. Oh, did she? She did. Totally she missed that. She a menorah. Yeah. I totally missed that. That's so weird. But okay. it, it definitely kind of seems like it, it, she, it, she was. I thought she was too busy planning the party. It seems like it's going to be really tokenizing. It's going to be like, look, like it, they may be Christmas movies, but like we can include other holidays as well. And it'll just be like a Christmas movie, except there's like menorah in the background twice. And they'll be like, look, kind of like how like there were, I think a grand total of like two movies with like people of color and the romantic leads. And they could be like, look, we did that. It's just extremely like, that's right. They have a big like diversity checklist in their hallmark. That they're not doing a good job with. And they (laughs) know they're not doing a good job with it. They're doing a terrible job with it. And then, but they want to make sure that when they check the boxes, you know it. And well, it does actually make me laugh because there are a few other like cable networks that are making a pretty big effort to do this and they're doing better. Like even I watched this, morning on my way to work a house hunters renovation episode on hgtv and they are kings of this of like two married women but oh, going yeah. about We're, renovating their house while they have I their baby i be shocked if we see a same-sex couple this season i, mean, I, 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 I think, think it's happen, long over, i would say our rewrites will definitely feature a same-sex i couple. think they should yeah um but like come on hallmark we this has been a, a legal thing in this country for a very long time like also worth pointing out that um while we already mentioned there are very few people of color who seem to be in the films at all let alone in romantic leads but even when they're romantic leads just a friend. right even when they are romantic leads it's never an interracial couple it, this no. is somehow still taboo you for still have to stick within your lane it's still it's still yeah it's I, I like which i guess begs the question of who is hallmark's audience and like if we're honest it's probably not us no well that's right um but like man man maybe it's an audience that like I, where do they live the people that like, actually like this i don't my mom lives in ohio i know but um but but i don't, but I don't know she you know they, I don't think it's as reactionary as we're describing the Hallmark viewer right now. So. <laughs> but but and, and, and we're not making fun of you if, if you are listening and you actually like the Hallmark movies. But I, I would like to know if you think they could do with some updating. Like, and then it'll be interesting to get your feedback on how we decide to rewrite these and still make them potentially happy, but maybe just like a bit more modern day, and not like I don't know. 
wife is cooking dinner, and it's, it's they don't even they, no, no, they no. steer away from that. To be honest, it's never the but, wife cooking dinner. It's the wife who with a high powered career that learns that she should have been cooking dinner the whole time. Exactly, and and that's where it gets a bit disappointing. I think. Something we'd like to do in some future episodes is sort of predict what a movie will be about based on the title. That's going to be hard to do from the preview because like we, we, we saw, saw a lot previews. of them. But there are some where it's still not entirely clear, if we're honest with you. Exactly. And I think this particular closing segment we'll do every week to, like, preview an upcoming movie. Or maybe it will be a title that's just, like, featured in the week's viewing that maybe is an old movie. Right. Doesn't mean it'll be the movie that we do. We'll still sort of try and preview the the plot line and then see where we get up to. Because I I think some of the names are, are really begging to be rewritten from just the name itself. Yeah, like let's one that sticks out in my mind. Holiday date. We both watched that and we're like, I don't know what this movie's about. No, exactly. Um, but they, I mean, I'm pretty us, sure. But... I'm pretty sure it involves you know two people who are going to find love on Christmas. But I mean, that that's oh, all we I got. we did that's... have a really great one that we forgot to talk about. That is the Hallmark Hall of Fame this year. Um, called a Christmas love story because that's not what happens on Hallmark movies, right? It seems extremely. Um, I mean, like you could literally take that title and apply it to any Hallmark Christmas movie. So I mean, like I, I putting think it in the Hall of Fame. Mary Riley decided it needed to be in the Hallmark Hall of Fame. It's of a bold titles. choice, you know. It's um, it's a bold choice to be like, you know what? This is what this we're just is. gonna say. We're just it. Gonna, no, that's yeah. We're, we're good. We're not gonna hide it with with crazy. We're not Christmas gonna have a pun. Content. No we're not puns. gonna there's no like you know there's we're not going to have like you know something about mistletoe or like lights or, or you know anything like that just like it's a love story and it's christmas and like we're done like right. i'm sorry it's five o'clock it's time to go home it's right. it was disappointing for the hallmark hall of fame i have to say but like a bit of I a respect cop-out. the honesty i That's respect true. the honesty you know but like could we just essentially rename every single one then yeah, we could. No, it's true. You know, so at any rate, we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. But that that's the, the big ticket, like, Kristen Chenoweth. She was directing a choir of some kind. That'll be fun. I know. So that means she's going to sing, surely. Yeah, that'll be fun. And and may, maybe, when, I always like to think that some of the, like, more pricier actors might, like, have a bit higher standards of what they're willing well, to do. Well, sometimes those are the slightly higher quality of the Hallmark movies, or, like, the one like, or two per year that they get the sort of, like, B as opposed to D-list actors. Like, last year, I think, maybe it was two years ago, um, they did a David Baldacci novel, the Christmas Train. Is the ha- yeah. Oh, man. The Hallmark Hall of Fame. Who knew? And it had um, uh, Dermot Mulroney in it and um, uh, Kim, Kimberly, the, the girl who was the daughter in uh, Father of the Bride. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. Kimberly, you know a lot more actors, I you? know. Kimberly something. She's married to a country western singer, and I don't know anything about them either, but maybe I'll edit in who this really was eventually. Um, but anyway, so they were in that, and it was like a legit David Baldacci. But then when I watched the movie, and I actually eventually then did read the the book, it was such a bad story that like I felt like, and I actually read some of his other books, and they're not bad. But this was like entirely, it seemed like it was a Hallmark movie and not like a legit writer. I have to say, so I would, I would, I, I, but at least it was a bit. I don't know scaled up for the audience i guess so we were 
we just finished watching the preview. We're looking forward to the very first movie, which ridiculously comes out on Saturday, the 27th, 6th of October. Before Halloween. Like, I have some rules about when my Christmas decorations goes up, and that's, like, totally not acceptable. Yeah, I I love fall, but I, I also do love Christmas, so, you know. So the first one that comes out, um, we're looking forward to it. It's just one on Saturday, I believe. Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses with a single mom who um, used to be an interior designer. And apparently, as soon as you give birth, like, all skills disappear. Right. This is a thing in Hallmark movies. Once you have a child, um, you can no longer do the thing that you, you did before. Not just because of, you know... Um, it doesn't even seem to be an issue of, you know, time and the demands on working mothers. It tends to be, it, it seems to, for Hallmark, it seems to be an issue of like, you lose the capacity to do the thing. Yeah. And I find that really hard if you were single. Like, I mean, I mean right. Like, how, like, what'd you do for like money? Yeah. I mean, may, maybe because she's a widow, like she got some money. I don't know. Maybe being an interior designer was just like a hobby it's, career it, and she actually has a trust fund. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But anyway, so she is an interior designer and it appears that she has to design a party for a wealthy man. I wonder if he's single. I, I'm i guessing he surely is single and probably loves, loves children. Maybe she has, a, I maybe. think she has a son, which is probably true, who has no father figure. I, it's I'm guessing here. It's I mean, totally just, you know, off the hip. I mean, we, we may never know unless we watch the movie. So we'll just have to see. But it is a bit of like either rich guy or poor guy. And this one has the rich guy. Oh, so yeah. we'll just have to see how that goes. So that is Saturday the 26th, I believe. And we will look forward to talking to you all then with our review of Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe Kisses Hallmarked Up with the brand new plotline.